Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by, whether you're a writer, a GM, or an all-around nerd goblin. N-E-R-D space G-O-B-L-I-N. Just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. I'm tired. He's Ethan. On this episode, we're going to be discussing moving land. In similar to last episode that we did on a moving building, now we're talking about the land itself moving. Turns out there's a lot of shit that's normally stationary. And a very easy question to ask when world building is, hey, what if this thing that normally doesn't move did? Yeah. So if you don't like things moving that aren't supposed to, this is not a good stretch of this of this podcast for you. But we're doing it anyway. Yeah. So Fuck get, you. get moving. Kidding, we, love you. we have completely wide open definitions about what it means if the land itself is moving. Because that there's not like a lot of examples of this either. So I... So we could probably just jump right into noodles because I don't I don't know any reference points of this other than hey what if Pangea the breaking of Pangea yeah, the breaking of Pangea world building in that it literally built our world yeah that's kind of cool actually yeah it is the literal beyond that I don't have much no it's not a thing that normally happens in no. world building I, it, well it does but it's always like if you think about but it's it's always in bigger. It's not so much in the land moving. A lot of it is often tied up with like cataclysms. Yes. So like if you take the, yeah. I always forget the author's name. Um, the she wrote the fifth season. Uh, N.K. Jemison. Thank you. Yes, N.K. Jemison. Like that. Involved I have not read art. the I, Broken Earth trilogy. But I, I haven't guess. either. But it's called, for example, the Broken Earth trilogy. Right? Yeah, like, it's so, probably it's probably a prime example of this that we have, neither of us understand, so right. we can't give it. But if that's right, then that's a good example. Right. But uh, but again, it's typically tied in with this cataclysm yeah. type event yeah. so thinking about it as more commonplace as a feature of the world instead of a bug yes. is a little bit more interesting yeah. and there have been examples of it where you know in avatar the last airbender there was uh he meets the lion turtle which was this gigantic thing that was in its island it was so large it moved on its own like there there are in, in the, mythology the and, disc world exists on the back of giant turtles right um, which is based on on myth on arab mythology that the whole world is built on on the back of a of a giant creature named bahamut right that's where the name bahamut comes from i did not know that yep that's okay comes so from, uh which is also a translation of behemoth right like it's all ah. sort of it's turtles all the way down cool uh, um, the world is turtles yes but there uh, so there are examples of it but it but it is not as common a trope in fantasy world so we wanted to flesh it out a little bit yeah so what do you got what kind of noodles you bring in today i got some nudes man okay um let me see them baby so so on the world of the world of isaiah oh we've named it oh we, i've named it we've got proper nouns oh, on this yeah, one yeah, yeah. good this, boy this world this world is named isaiah okay um, named after Hesiod. He say a what? <laughs> named after Hesiod, the Greek philosopher that like is famous for sort of coining the idea of the classical elements, the earth, air, fire, water. Okay? Oh, you love those. I love those, but bear with me here. Okay. okay. So the world, Hesea, is as primordial as it gets. It is a world of chaos, of storms. Okay. There are... There are four nations, quote unquote. There are four like sort of areas of land, earth, air, fire, water. Uh -huh. But they are not stable. Okay. So there are seas. The seas are constantly in turmoil. Some are on the verge of freezing. Some are boiling. There are gigantic waves 
the same exact way that there are in, again, in Interstellar. The, sail um, away, sail away, <laughs> sail away. That's, that's been stuck in my head for about 20 minutes. So, <laughs> um, there are gigantic waves, though it is, it is constantly in turmoil. Um, the air, uh, the air is not calm. It is hurricane winds constantly. Acid rain. Acid, like the rain is, is acidic and briny and, you know, sharpen its hailstorms, right? The, fi- the firing fire, rain. The fire element is. What, could you set fire to the rain? You could, theoretically. I mean, it would be like little meteors, but sure, why not? I mean, I'm just quoting Adele. But it's no, but the fire rain would be like, so the, what I had envisioned is sort of like the fire area is this swirl of this landmass effectively made of volcanoes that is swirling with, with streams of lava that are just constantly moving and constantly in motion. Okay. The Earth areas again range. These are there are technically like tectonic plates, but it's they're constantly moving and shifting and rubbing up against each other. So there are earthquakes. Everything is just sort of constantly in motion, constantly moving. There, the desert areas move and shift. Their oceans of sand, which we've discussed before. Yeah. Right. The the whole world is chaos. Okay. But it is full of this primordial. It is sort of like the, you know, when we talk about the pre-creation state of being and matter, this is sort of like what he says, like it is this like fundamental force of like chaotic, raw energy of potential in this world. So as this land is constantly moving, what, why would people come to be there? Yeah, that's my main question. What the fuck are people doing there? (laughs) Because it is primordial. Okay. It is also the source. I have not named the element yet, but it is the source of a mineral, an element, an ore, a, a solvent, a universal solvent. Of it's some like the kind. it's like Arrakis, where there's there's the thing there's the thing there that you need to be that yeah. you need to get, you need to find, and this is something. It's maybe it's a metal that is super malleable that you can turn into anything. I, I haven't quite figured out exactly what it yeah. is yet. Yeah, it can be whatever you want it to be. It's a MacGuffin. It's a MacGuffin, but it's why you're there okay and so the the moving land part of it is that how do you mine how do you figure out how you mine this thing or gather this thing which is present in all four areas it's it's like it's something it might be in the it might be coming up from volcanoes and it's exploding and so it is in the air it is in the water it is in the earth it is in the fire right like so you need a presence on all of these areas yeah right to mine it effectively but how do you mine if you're not stable okay and so that's where the question of this moving earth i've got ideas so, so it's sort of the setting right yeah but the idea for me built on top of that was that this is not a world where just the earth moves the land moves this is a world where the cities move too, because okay. they cannot be stable. It is too rough. It is too volatile. Well, so the land is moving. So that's what move. I'm saying. It, yeah, it is like, phys- they like, move with, They if they're on the land, the land moves. They move with the land, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like you, so you could sort of try uh-huh. to build, a, you know, like a stable, like an oil drill or an oil mine in drill, the middle, baby, drill. Of, right? In the middle of an ocean, uh-huh. but the waves are too strong. Okay. So you have to figure out how you move with it. And so this is where you can go either a sci-fi or a fantasy way. A fantasy way would be you find out maybe there are creatures that live there that you tame. 
So there are gigantic birds or flying creatures that have figured out how to live in the air and you've built cities atop of them. Uh-huh. You have tamed some sort of giant turtle thing. You have tamed some sort of giant fire snail that can navigate the lava rivers, right? Mm-hmm. And you build your cities on top of that and that's how you do it. Alternatively, you could build cities that survive based on the the climate that they're designed to live in. So yeah. water, for example, these cities are powered by basically gigantic um, hydrothermal vents, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, they're catching the, the energy of the waves and using that kinetic energy to move the city and power the city, right? Winds, the winds, they figured out how to catch the lightning from all of the storms that are constantly occurring and use that to power the city. Or also they've fil- built some sort of gyroscope that spins by the wind and generates electricity for them to live and stay up there. And they zip around, you know, kind of on cables and they, they figured out how to uh-huh. move with the wind. Earth is, is powered by earth is trickier. Yeah. Lava's a little bit easier. Just say a oh, geothermal yeah. magic. It's easier. Earth is a little harder, but maybe it's something where you're uh, you're on these sand ships, and it's you're constantly just using the motion of the sand to move with. So it's a little bit of Dune, a little bit of this, a little bit of Avatar, yeah, a little bit of Avatar, both Avatars, both Avatars, both Avatars, and yep. Dune are the, th- the three things that were sticking out. Yeah, a question that I have is why would you build a city? Why wouldn't you just be nomadic? So it is sort of the point of a nomadic city. So yeah, well, I, I mean in that keeping it simple. Like mm-hmm. not having an extensive city. We plop down yurts. We exist here for a bit. And then we just, we, we, we board the, those, whatever those animals are that can fly. Mm-hmm. And we fly to where the land is, is just now becoming a little bit more stable. And we can kind of go over there for like a month. And then we'll move again once that land starts. Because I would imagine you would have a little bit of predictability where you can, you can sense that this land, the chaos is about to give way. And this land is about, to, is like eroding. It's about to change. I hadn't thought of predictability very deliberately because I wanted it to be this sort of ever-moving, ever-changing thing, like where it is it is inherently unpredictable and think- really leaning into that like primordial chaos nature of it. But I think there is some I think there's something to be said there. I'd envision cities less cities from a like true City city. City city, but more like settlements. Settlements slash mining platforms. Like yeah. well, taking a little inspiration from Mustafar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, where you it was, love Mustafar. Love Mustafar. Think so less city city and more yeah, yeah. settlement, I, I think is probably better. And again, mm-hmm. why would you do both? I think it's very corporate to be like, look, we've got to maximize profits. Let's just But uh, but okay, so is this you know, if, if this is a fantasy genre thing, is this another plane of existence? Is this a part of the world that's self-contained that like, oh, over there on that continent, it's chaos? It started out as a plane of existence. And then I eventually made it a planet in and of itself. But again, it could very easily be, it started out actually as a plane of existence called Primordia in my yeah. head. <laughs> I was like, all right, we can do a little better than that. Yeah. Um, his say is better. His say is better. Yeah. Um, he say what? But. Yeah, so it did start out as a plane of existence. I think this idea, though, could also be – we've talked about, you know, kind of portals to different planes uh, existing on different planets. Like, yes, you know, the portal to the plane of air would could be this incredible storm-like area mm-hmm. in the sky that you have to figure out how to navigate. And maybe you are trying to gather 
planar energy to power something. Yeah. I guess I, I am having a hard time with the extractive economy part. Okay. Because my brain is just being stuck on Avatar. Mm. In that, because that was all about and Dune, about yeah. the extractive economy thing. And the For main, me, the main was, difference being that there's these elements creating such a chaos that the extractive extracting is so difficult. Mm-hmm. The resource is that valuable. Yeah. Because I think it's cool, but I don't like the extraction part. Yeah, that's fine. I hear you on the extraction economy part. Yeah. That, for me, was the easiest. Yeah, it could be anything. It could be anything. Like, yeah. There's a mineral. There is something, right? Like, well, that is just. Also, it doesn't have to be anything. It could just be this is where, like, people evolved. Yeah. People just are here. No, no re- like, we don't need a reason. They're just trying to survive in the place that exists. Yeah. I think if you, like, if you Maybe just remove that, it's not like it was colonized. It's like these no. are people that have evolved to live here naturally. Yeah, they just somehow are here. Yeah. And it could be that there was a catastrophe of some kind. I don't know. The I world had, changed over time. I had thought about that also of this, like, maybe it was originally a more stable, like, equilibrium. Yeah. But then a meteor hit. Yeah. And. Or like a like a climate change analog of slowly something started changing and they started getting sucked into like the the elemental plane started to slightly merge. Yeah. And now they're like a Venn diagram with the like so there's like a Oh, that's cool. Like there's an edge to the the elemental planes that this that this that Hesea is up against so it's getting all this intense influence. Oh, that's interesting. Like what we talked about, it was the calamity where I was like, "Oh, yeah. it's, it's a new plane or a plane has like interjected its physics." Uh-huh. Kind of like that. What is cool about that, though, is that we've always okay. So I'm I'm now sort of coming up with a little bit of 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 history and canon around Hisaya. Okay. In a climate change analog, there are four external planes: Earth, Air, Water, Fire. Uh huh. Something happens. Maybe the maybe they start getting used too much for interplanar travel. Okay. And so the portals start to grow. Okay. And eventually, the portals start growing so large that they start interacting with each other. So what happens when a portal to the plane of air and the plane of fire start rubbing up against each other? Mm-hmm. That's the source of the chaos. It's not that the raw, the, the planes themselves are causing it. Yeah. It's the literal interaction of the portals uh-huh. from overuse that's causing that oh, interesting. weakening of reality almost that's affecting the planet. So they were like, ways. they were going to the, the elemental planes to get something. To get something. To get, to get these like raw elemental essences. Fire stones, air stones, water yeah, stones, the, earth like, stones, whatever you want to, earth yeah, stone. That's in, funny. in, uh, in wow there was a lot of like uh like farming of was, like motes of fire motes of air and it was like it was like it was like what does this even mean it's just like a little moat of of the element in, yeah. in raw it could just be something as simple Absolutely. as that it could be that simple. so then yeah you, you get the extraction but you make it where the extraction was the thing that created the world that they're in right now correct very much a climate change analog which correct. is always fun right and then, then so there are places where the portals are still just normal portals and maybe there are pockets of stability yeah but the the pri- the primary planal planar gateways are so fucked okay are so weakened that they've started to grow and expand and interact with each other and overlapping portals is like crossing the streams right like yeah. don't cross the streams like yeah. don't cross the portals but they did yeah they grew so large and they tried to make so many different portals that they it, it started to to rip at the fabric of the physical world okay how do you harness it 
using the elements to counteract the other elements, channeling the lava to thaw out the frozen sea. Mm. You know, like using and like creating more, like channeling the lava to create more land and stabilize the land that does exist. Being like, we'll create like a buffer zone. Oh, that when this lava dries, we will have new lands right there. Using the wind to calm the fires, using uh, using various parts, like and having very much like the airbenders, you know, having mm-hmm. the elemental benders of Avatar doing that but you know you can you can take away the bending but right using the elements to calm the other elements so that you can create as close to stability as you can and prolong say like say you're being nomadic prolonging mm-hmm. how long you can be in a specific spot so one way you could do that could be it's not so much about calming the world as it is about adjusting population density as needed so when if there's you enter a period where the let's say there's the the you know the earth area is particularly volatile Mm -hmm. that's when the air the airships being the only ones that can really safely access that area yeah can come in and support and help interesting okay and then if the winds get really bad, they can, you know, for example, but maybe the earth is calmer, they can tether themselves to the earth a little bit and have be anchored and supported by the earth. Yeah. So would it be that you'd have, you would have people living in all of the different biomes? Yes. And that- That was how I that, originally envisioned it. Okay. And then so you, you would have like a surge in population in, in the biomes that are at the at that point at their peak. And mm-hmm. so if earth is getting shrunk for a bit- you get people out of Earth and get them onto a boat on the seas. Right. Uh, if I don't know how you in, inhabit fire, maybe that's the one that everyone's like, eh, we'll just leave it, leave it alone, um, because it'll just kill you. Please refer to the burned episode. Yeah. For, but you you could do that, or it could just be like maybe fire is the one that intercuts, uh, intersects all of them. Like it's just massive low flow rivers of lava, kind of crisscrossing rivers and lava, cool. webbing webbing the planet. Right. Yeah, having the the Earth Nation. And the Fire Nation and the Air, or the was it the Earth Kingdom? Earth, Earth, Earth it, Kingdom, Fire Nation, Air Nomads, Water Tribes, tribes Water Yeah, tribes, Water Tribes, Water Tribes. Yeah, uh, having like having the three uh, non-evil ones interacting with each other in that way of like backing each other up seems yeah. seems pretty cool and and, a, and creating a <laughs> it's like the, the the stupidity of the I'm a global citizen man right I'm yeah. a citizen of the world right. but like that's kind of what it is because you you you're just a citizen of you're just a human who has to move nomadically across the whole everybody knows everybody else needs to move nomadically to wherever they can right wherever there is space so it's sort because of you, you can't be territorial of, right. there's no territory right Everything's it's a moving. sort of constant nomadic almost like it's nomadic but there's also an element of refugee of being a refugee everybody's a refugee everyone's a nomad everyone's a refugee right like if if everyone's a refugee is anyone a refugee because that no one has a home right so you can't like you are not without a home because there is no home to be had right you are just you you can you are nomadic yeah i was i was inspired a lot by this as again we were talking the last episode about the absolute genius of uh, mass effects world building (laughs) of the the flotilla yeah it's great it's just great like and i started thinking about like oh for for reference the flotilla is like is a fleet of ships that is constantly uh in in motion because they are 
aliens who no longer have a home planet because right. it was taken over and so they all live on these on this flotilla uh as they just, these gigantic world ships yeah and they just live on these ships this is their home they they cannot quarians yeah the quarians the and, quarians, and yeah. they can't they like they're only their home planet has conditions that allows them to be like without their masks because it's just their it's biology. just amazing yeah, so yeah really i good. started thinking about moving land and that got me to oh flotilla what if there was well, like a pirate nation of, well, okay. of ships speaking right? of that though and like, then i just expanded it to be the entire world why that was it, how i got there. why wouldn't everybody just be in an airship long pause long pause mostly because i wanted it to be that the whole thing was chaotic so that it wasn't always sustainable to be to have everybody in the air the entire time. Like there would be times yeah. when the the air component, the air element, whatever, would get so intense that it would no longer be safe and you'd have to seek refuge on the ground. Yeah. Okay. I think it might be more interesting to me if it is they all are in the air and they have to come to the ground because they got to get water. Mm. They got to get probably like they have to forage for organic material. Their airships, like they have to float. This isn't like uh, zero G. They have to float. They cannot be too heavy. So you can't mm. you can't stock up with supplies for a year hmm. like you would in like the flotilla in space because right. there is a weight limit because it has right. to stay in the air. So you have to and this and these winds sometimes die down because they're so chaotic. They might hmm. die down so much that you you sink for a bit hmm. and then you have to like hopefully so. And if the winds are predictable. That if that is predictable, then you can sort of do it. And they're like, "Oh, we're gonna have like an EXU calamity." There's like a replenishment cycle. Yeah, except for it is more of that is more chaotic. It's more like we replenish as we need rather than like we schedule it. Maybe you schedule. I don't know. I mean, either way, either way works. But 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 they have to come back down to and because they can't guarantee that they can replenish easily. Yeah. So it might take a while. They come down and they try to get on the earth and the earth keeps moving the earth is is changing and if you're not careful about where you step and where you land you might end up on a completely different continent that shoves off and suddenly you can't get back to your to your ship yeah unless you yeah like the logistics of that of like the mechanics of how land moving with you on it like if it doesn't happen super fast yeah like there's a, there's a lot of threat it's very much like i'm thinking of like in interstellar yeah. when they go to rescue matt damon right and like it's like it's so chaotic and so fast and god damn it you you need to like do not waste a second yeah what a what a story that was but um i i actually like that more than mine i was focused more on kind of like the chaotic yeah moment, but i think more it is let's stick with like you know the planar portals messed up the earth and yeah. so the earth itself is constantly shifting so you are stuck on these flotillas these these nation or city-sized airships yeah because i think they're, those are just cool. Yeah. Big, just big, big ass ships are fun. I just think they're neat. And I just think they're neat. You think they're neat, and that gives you great opportunity for storytelling mm -hmm. from a game setting perspective. Though it also makes it very easy to have your where are you excursioning into, where are you adventuring exactly, into, and like, then you can come back to first base, to yeah. home base, and then you can excursion again. And yeah. Oh, da, like da, 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 oh, da, you're da. going to the water because you need to get. Um, we we have a request for some uh clams you know somebody wants some clams yeah. so we need there's a great book by david benioff of all people really? uh former showrunner of game of thrones this is i think shows he's a good writer uh it's called um called city of thieves 
it's about the siege of Leningrad or Stalingrad, uh, where they're, he's tasked with getting eggs for a cake for uh like yeah. the colonel's daughter's wedding or the, the colonel yeah the colonel's daughter's wedding yeah and so it's this guy trying to find eggs that don't exist so he has to go across enemy lines and if he doesn't find them he's basically going to like a gulag yeah. so it's a really interesting story it's excellent it's also like his, his grandfather's actual story it's like it's like a real life it's a That's great book cool. i recommend great. it That's um, great. but that kind of thing of we have to go acquire some fancy thing from the seas or from the earth that somebody wants and if we do that, we'll get something like yeah. there's or it, that's the punishment for, oh, you fuck up on the flotilla. Your punishment is you have to go retrieve stuff for people like yeah. you you have to go acquire like things that are very, dangerous. Very suicide squad. And, yeah. Suicide or squad you're stuff. sent down there. Maybe like maybe punishment. Instead of days in jail, uh-huh. it's days below. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. Um and then you maybe have like there's like a colony of people who, yeah. who have said fuck the flotilla we'll stay down here right we'll just deal with it yeah and they are struggling <laughs> yeah uh, but you know it, 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 you can create some cool social dynamics of mm-hmm. like what happens on the flotilla I like that I like that better than being so focused on the four equally being chaotic I yeah. think let's just keep it like maybe oceans and air are are chaotic but not awful but, but the it's earth, really the yeah. earth and the volcanoes are sort of just constantly yeah. it is it is not yeah, the, safe terrain yeah the earth is never safe so you can't really build permanent buildings yeah but you can because and like having like crazy storms can be a thing yeah. but i because they're in the flotilla they can see the storms it, coming so they can yeah, usually they can prepare for it or they or, can outpace yeah or, or or maybe there's something you can be you know, I like big dome coverings like they can just like, all right, we're 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 locking down a storm's coming and we're basically like going into ball mode. <laughs> like all the like the whole flotilla just like comes really close together and just is like, well, we can't knock into each other if we're already like right. Point and blank. they sort of like Voltron their way together yeah. and become one ship and just like they just endure. They just wait, like rely on the mass of their ship and they're like combined. That's anti-grav cool. Whatever to just like endure the yeah storm. i like the idea that there's like there's like a giant shield that comes around because it doesn't have to be that big if they're all close together so right. then they just get like a shield that also is like a sail yeah so, th- so th- they let the storm throw them correct as far as possible like so hamster, then they, like ha- like like a like a hamster ball or almost a, uh no not or, like a hamster ball i don't think so well hamster a hamster i was thinking of the wheel I was like, those don't move, dude. No, that, I was uh, thinking of a ball. Yeah, of a ball. Yes. Yeah. Like a ball. Yeah. yeah. And then so like the, the storm hits and you're not even in it for that long because it's just like one huge gust and the, the whole flotilla just gets jettisoned right. forward. So then you 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 nearly clear it in- instantly. That could also be cool if they could fit. Maybe there's something about their meteorologists are so skilled that they actually have figured out ways to use the storm to their advantage like again think it not interstellar but think back to the martian where they like they figured out how to use gravity to slingshot like what if you could figure out how to use a hurricane a hurricane's trajectory to slingshot a city-sized ship to another direction and control it's where where it came out yeah so if they need to get around the world fast but if there are uh if there are nomads and the the world's kind of unstable anyway you know it might not matter Hmm. it might be unless it's that Maybe it is cool that like much like the Jupiter's great red spot, there is like one huge storm that that's just constantly moving. It's just constantly moving uh, and slowly. It's moving very slowly. And if the flotilla runs into it, 
then they're like, ah, shit. And then they, they go into ball mode and they're like, throw us as far away as possible. And like, we can ride through this thing. And they can calculate like. And, and like, they know this storm well enough to know how to get away from it. But and they have thrusters that they can use or like, you know, magical exhaust ports or something or yeah, wind some- mages that can like help guide, guide it through so that they end up on an optimal path. Yeah. But then as a story option of, you know, oh, and they go into lockdown. It's, it's so quick. Usually, like you go into lockdown you, and they quickly get thrown by it. Yeah. And then everyone's back to normal. Yeah. But they don't. There's a, one time it locks down and then they don't get to go back to normal quickly. Everyone yeah. gets start, starts to get confused. They're like, why are we still in lockdown? What's yeah. happening? Right. And they, it doesn't break because they, they, something got fucked up and they got sucked to the middle of the storm. And they're now just trapped in the eye. Of and it. they have no idea what to do or how to get out of it because yeah. now they're perfectly placed where the storm is, has locked them. Right. Where all the winds are pushing them into the same equally. Like, in, equally. Yeah. And the one. So and, it's and, like, it's like the inverse of zero gravity, but the same concept of like, yeah. you're stuck. You can't move. Yeah. And the way out is to just like, to sink the ships. Yeah. To like, to remove their air and just let them f- plummet. Yeah. And then figure it out. Yeah. Just let it break apart. That's good. Yeah. So I think that's I, I we're gonna keep the name Hisea because I like it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the I think that's the move. Is that yeah. there is it is this world where the quote unquote four elements are chaotic and yeah. constantly moving and shifting because the the they, land is moving. The land is moving because they, and the, and the land is unstable. Is unstable and because moving of overuse of, of interplanar portals. Yeah. And um, now people have to survive living on these these gigantic flotillas um, of of ships that can come together and help survive or not. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do. So that's that's what I got. Cool. That was cool. I like the way that we like evolved it. That's what we do here. Yeah. No, it was just a, a great example of it. Yeah, it's yeah. just fun. Um, so yeah, that's 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 my bowl. What you got? Mine is all about the land. So we're gonna keep it to land. What's up, dusty motherfucker? Well, maybe. Um, I mean, when you move a bunch of land, you get it gets dusty. So my idea was pretty is pretty simple. I don't have it super thought out at the moment. Um, have you? Are you aware of the game Katamari Damacy? I am not. It's like this weird, very. It's like a very Japanese game. Okay. Uh, it came out like PlayStation a long time ago. But it's where you have like a ball and you slowly roll over stuff, and the ball gets bigger, and then the whole it's like a snowball, yeah. but it's like you pick up random shit. So it's like you, like you like you pick up a car, you pick up a building, you pick, and so the ball gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and you're, yeah. like, and you're like you have a giant ball r- running around the world trying yeah. to make a giant, um, like an even bigger ball. I'm thinking about that. So an empire, truly like one of those conquering empires. Love your empires. Yeah, I do love empires. They're they're, they're fun world building, um, and they're usually in world building. There's almost always the empire, which Typical. is never a good enough name. Come on, give it a name. Give it a real name. Or don't call it empire. Call it a a dynasty or whatever. Mm. I don't know. Um, But anyway, so, you know, big old conquering empire. Um, We're going to call them the EEE, the ever-expanding empire. The EEE. They're uh, run by dolphins. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) the the, the EEE, uh, (laughs) I can't can't do EEE words. We're just going to call them the no The EEE. The E is all about conquering, but what the, like, you know, that like, especially like looking at like real life history of like colonialism and imperialism is like, they'd show up on your shore and invade and, and conquer it. And then they'd go back. The E moves their entire country 
to your country and to border you invades mm. conquers jettisons your land with them and you mm. come back in, into the sea so the empire is ever expanding because it's claiming it's like, land it's like an it's like an amoeba almost a little bit yeah it, yeah. it moves like in and out with a pseudopod and like draws and just draws in the land that, mm. that you were on mm. so it can just slowly annex territory and just take it back hungry hungry hippo and then is it float back is it organic is it magical is it technological how does it do this? i i have no idea okay. i have not thought through the mechanism whatsoever yeah. magic seems probably the most obvious one the, the easiest one because it's most hand wavy sure and also uh, 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 backing up i don't think they have to conquer you they just come in and just take the I land never said they had to conquer no you. i said it oh so you said it. i i like they come in and just take the land yeah. and come back out and now you're alone with them right so they're gonna take over, or you're going to give in. Yeah, so the, it's more like it is. It very quickly be- becomes in your best interest. It's yeah. more like a nation full of Stockholm syndrome, a little bit. And whether they're like, I think they probably have like a pretty good understanding that they can't. Like they need to be like a good. They need to be good to the people that they have because they don't actually have to be conquering anybody because they just they they out like they just can give you a, a bad bargain you have to take. So then here, here's the thing, like, if they're not deliberately, are they, the way you're talking about it, it almost sounds like the, the empire itself has no control over the empire. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I, I'm yeah, not yeah. saying you're saying, I'm saying like, that's the, the way, the, um, the, the, the tenor of your voice almost is making it sound my, that way. To me. My tenor is that, what I'm trying to convey is I'm not saying that they're a violent empire. They are doing, they're like a Habsburgian empire. Yeah. They are, we will, we will win through, but not through violence. We will, we yeah. will expand our empire just by being like, oh, come with us. Yeah. Oh, oh, you've come with us. Oh, well, uh, you, since you're out here, you could be alone or you could just join the empire and, and, and like we'll provide services. Mm-hmm. You've lost connection to these, like those, uh, that, those, that forest that you had. Well, we have forests over here. We can provide plenty of stuff. Just come on in. Mm-hmm. And they just keep doing that because they know also the more land that they grab, the more, le- if they, if they grab enough land that they are now outnumbered, they are on an island sur- and on the periphery is all the people that they've conquered. So they need to make sure the people they've conquered are like cool enough and not interested in like collaborating to to surround presumably the capital of this empire and the geography of how they like they can make sure that all the expansion happens on one side. Mm. They probably don't want to do that either. No, but they might also will will add these people here and then we know their arch nemesis is over here. So we'll put them next to each other so that they aren't willing to align, but they won't go to war because we'll just keep them both cool. And you can play a lot of like politics of it. I'm imagining what what's the way it's visualizing in my head uh-huh. is almost like a Settlers of Catan board. Oh, yeah, it is much like a Settlers where it's like it's I'm like imagining good. like a hex grid or like yep. a hex crawl, and it's like literally you've got desert, forest, and city right next to each other. Yeah, and so they and get maybe to they're just magically designed. sustained by it, right? By something, make it up, hand wave it. But yeah, like, like you get to create the biome you want. Much like a video game map where you're yeah. like, oh, like I just ran through a swamp and now I'm running through a desert. That doesn't make sense. How are yeah. they so close to each other? Right. And you could just, you could, this empire, the E is able to just, to design, oh, that's good, is able to design whatever yeah. land setup they want and just take that land. To, and, and, and they could, they could be doing this for unsettled land too. They could just yeah. say, hey, 
that island there farmland. or just the island is in our way we're tired yeah. of we're tired of having to go around it so let's just add it call it quits it's a useless piece of land but it's at least out of our hair so looking at a map of the earth uh-huh our earth as it is now okay we have seven continents and they're big yeah for this to work i imagine that this might this uh, this idea might almost be better in like an archipelago probably yeah it, like it wouldn't islands. work well yes and no because i think it could be really fun not fun well fun in the world building sense of like if ireland just creeps up next to france and just takes Brittany away and then just goes back to like a little bit up just goes and takes like cornwall off of england and then just keeps just like stealing little bits over yeah. time off of bigger continents and that's yeah. how they get started and no one really understands what's happening at first and then all of a sudden they're the size of like you know the uk or something and then it's like okay now we kind of we're, we're kind of wise yeah, to it concern now but then they just quickly move or they, like they move and then they quickly take the land so they go to like an unpopulated area or like a less populated area of like norway or something grab that and then yeah. they, okay here we go we're scooting off and then all of a sudden they're big and then like the continent becomes equal size to ireland so i'm I, i'm giving ireland its revenge on the uk no that's making, fine i, I don't them. disagree with that at all here's the headcanon that's sort of forming in my head around this okay is that it is it is it is 100 an empire it did not start out to become an empire mm -hmm. i like there's something in my head about the way that you described it about this almost like the empire itself almost had no control over this okay. that i like and i think could be very interesting for storytelling is that maybe this started off like think back one of our earliest episode ideas was about offensive architecture oh yeah we so we still need to do that we still need to do that this started off as like we maybe there's something about the land is rapidly becoming arid yeah. And so we need to create land that is livable and farmable. And so yeah. make up a reason. So someone. Oh, I got a reason. A, a, they, they just, they want to just move the land where like our land is in, like our climate is getting, is like, we're not getting rains. We have this land. Why don't we just move all of our land yeah. to be, for, to go further south where it's rainier. And, th and then they move and then they realize they can't like. The movement has a mind of its own. Right. It has a mind of its own. Like it's run by an AI or a spell or something. That means it just it just starts grabbing land and they can't necessarily control it. Uh -huh. And so the empire arises not out of deliberate. Because otherwise, if it's not about deliberately conquering, then why be an empire? You need an empire, though, because you need to exert control. Mm -hmm. In this chaotic sense, you need a stabilizing force. So you come in as part of the empire, like, and the empire is like, we're here. Like, this is not about like us having control over you. This is not about like the fetish of control or power. This is about fucking order. Yeah. Because we don't have control over our land anymore. We and this just happens and they will accidentally, <laughs> I like the idea that they, they accidentally steal a capital city yeah, from, from another absolutely. kingdom. And they're like, oh, we're so sorry. We really didn't mean to. Do you want to just you've like, kind of got to submit now? No, though. or or they're just like, or you you can leave and go back to your land, just settle the capital further inland? Question mark. Yeah. And they're like, we we can't give back your capital. It's now a part of us, right? And we are far bigger than you on this island. Sorry, 
And we, but we can't, we cannot live with the potential for chaos. Yeah. That would come if this empire were to dissolve. Yeah, because then we're trapped on an island that's moving and getting ever and, bigger, and, taking in different peoples and cultures and biomes that we we have to deal with. And we don't. Yeah, and yeah, I think that works really well. It's I think, like a reluctant empire. Yeah, and we all speaking of ideas that we, that we we like cooked up into doing yeah. because we, we also tried to do a, one on benevolent empires. It's just like an empire that's just not like evil, evil, right? But just like is trying right and this is a good idea of an empire that's just trying they're just like we just we need like a powerful government here to right. just keep the order in, in place whatever order we can because this is an inherently chaotic situation yeah and we're the only like the only way for that for us to like we're not able to have a social contract among all these people when there's constant flow of mm-hmm. new people into it mm-hmm. and i'm thinking there has to be a pretty good amount of time between uh landfalls mm. It can't be happening all the time. It's got to be like once a yeah, year. It's not like it's not like uh, it's not like snoot or something where you're like bouncing all over the place. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's an old internet game. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's not. It's not like a pinball machine where it's like bing bing yeah, bing 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 bing. It's slow moving. It's like a curling. I mean, it's a brick. It's a curling brick where it's like yeah. slowly making its way, and then it'll slow down, and then it will like make landfall I mean, because that's moving slow enough where it doesn't hit the land and create immediate like earthquake chaos right. so it's got to be moving slow enough for that to happen unless maybe the, it can just like well, like a car with it, automatic brakes well, it can it, sense when no, it's approaching we're, we're assuming we're assuming that it needs to make physical contact but what if it does what if it uses some sort of gravity engine slash earth magic to as it gets close enough it pulls oh yeah that works better probably so it doesn't it's not about like because right like because that's it's like also because a magnet it comes in and it's just like and it just grabs what it can and so then the land that but what it can is like mile square mile segments yeah so you might you might grab the harbor you you might grab the harbor of new york or right. whatever or, but but you don't take the bronx and upper manhattan correct like you you just grab part of it correct and you're like how did you and like they don't have control over how big it will be right. or where it moves and it is sort of this magnet earth magic gravity engine whatever it yeah. is that is moving it yeah but it is just pulling it in and so you're not actually making contact because the thing is if you were if it is moving slowly but still requires contact to be made then people would just see it coming and continuously move inward. If it's right, like which kind of negates a little bit of the story element. Yeah. But if it's pulling and you can't always tell, then, you know, you're walking along, you know, imagine you're, you're walking down a, down a sidewalk hole. You know, there's a cinematic shot in my head where it's a family walking down a street and a crack forms right in the middle of them. Oh yeah. You're going with the, the heartbreaking one of like the family's better to be separated. Yeah. Well, you just jump quickly. But but I'm saying just that visual of like, yeah. you know, you've got mom and son on one side, dad and daughter on the other, and they're all four holding hands, skipping in them. Yeah. Yeah. Because that that keeps it yeah, I feel unpredictable. Like, I mean, there's something to be said about what you said, like what you're saying about they're, you not knowing in, in it with enough advance to, to alter it. Yeah. So maybe it is that it's the land basically marks its target as it moves closer and before mm-hmm. it's really crested over the horizon 
the magnetation or the magnetic pole was already started. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, once it becomes within view, the magnets then start to pull. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's, it's, um, I was in a black hole. Um, accretion. Yeah. It's accretion field, accretion disc, something. It's a, I know the yeah. word is accretion. Yeah. Which is like the, that, for, that force at the, or like the event horizon. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of got that going Vibe, as you yeah. as you approach. That's cool, and I like that it. I like that it is this sort of random. Yeah, the randomness I think adds a really good element, and it. it I think because I'm, it creates the political entity being interesting. Yeah, rather than just being an empire like a Habsburgian empire, they right. are the reluctant empire, which is really quite cool. Right. A well, but they also cannot stop. They could be like, "Hey, let these people go." You'd be like, "We can't." Yeah, sorry. We, 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 we absolutely have, We have no control. We have no control, and we also – we need these people to be subjugated to our norms in order to survive. Yeah. This is not about morality. This is not about culture. This is not about it. This is about fucking survival right now. Yeah. So yeah, get over sense. your shit. Yeah. Well, and I think it creates an interesting opportunity for – I love the idea of like a like a RPG story that starts with, you know, you are the – like you make land fall in a new place. Yeah. You, you don't you don't know anything you don't have a map you don't understand like language barrier is the one thing you can get rid of that or like you know if you can be like okay language barrier sure. whatever but like oh like we don't know what the cities we don't know the people we don't know like we are one of we are shipwrecked on this new place yeah. and the place is like not hostile towards us no. it's just like oh we, we, we have no connections here yeah. and this creates an interesting opportunity for our, like we were we were our settlement was absorbed by the e and here we are we have to navigate this whole new world we don't know and it's a good carte blanche for uh like a campaign to go absolutely. through. absolutely it's a great way it's actually and i know i was talking about tomb of annihilation earlier mm-hmm. like Are you well i mentioned a hex crawl so that my mind ah. immediately goes to chult okay but it's actually kind of cool to think of it that is a cool way to have excuse me that is a cool way to have potentially ancient or extinct flora and fauna still existing. Mm. Yeah. Because Good maybe point. there's something, so maybe there is something magical about the land that like protects it from storm or whatever outside. I don't know. But like, yeah, you could say if it's, if this has been happening for of millions of years potentially then yeah sure maybe there's some think, dinosaurs on there i think millions of years is too long i, I think it's too long too i push I'm, back on that and say i i don't think that the dinosaur thing is i i don't i don't love it because i feel like it requires it to be so so long in time and scope mm-hmm. i think it's more interesting if we're still in the early period of it mm-hmm. where the, okay, where the, where, because one if it's been too long they would have just grabbed everything by now true we, we, yeah good call. If you'd be in pangea but also it's the the everyone's still coming to grips with the fact that this is happening yeah that's what makes it more interesting that's true that's actually much better and you still have that great moment of you know hey i'm a fighter from a desert world i'm a wizard from a from a city i'm a rogue from a forest and i'm a yeah because paladin from another city like it doesn't but like oh how's this party meet well we literally all got pulled away from our homes yeah. and thrust here yeah and i think it's cool if this happens if you said this like maybe like four years after the empire has declared itself yeah to just say okay now we're too big we need to have a right. lot more order right and so then you and, and then you create that political tension as well and i interesting if you have characters who have a political tension that, that is 
that has moral backing. Mm-hmm. Like this empire has a moral reason to be doing what they're doing. Right. So then you have a political re- like you have a the argument against it existing is is weaker than if it was like oh they're just an evil empire right. and corrupt and whatever. Like, yeah, right. bring it down. Right. And so then you create an interesting dynamic around what does the politics play out like mm-hmm. and how do you the characters fit within that is it you know and the potential of oh do they join the empire and it's like their job is now to like to actually help create the stability right by like correct stopping rebellion right and then you you have this great opportunity also for propaganda i mean imagine the mainland people being like the e is in control they have they know what they're doing they could stop this at any right like mm-hmm. anytime blah 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 it's like no they but you as the omniscient reader or player know that that's not true mm-hmm. well do, do you get to what you, you think you think maybe maybe yeah. they are but you the point is you don't know like it, yeah. it's it's a it's a fascinating world i think that's very cool yeah that's that so yeah. uh i think that brings us to the end here what stuck for you today um I dig the reluctancy of the Empire. Yeah, that was a good call. I'm Big. really like, I don't know what two neurons like collided. Around, but yeah, like, no, I, I, I I dig that a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, I like yeah. that, and I like your idea of the one giant storm moving mm-hmm. and the flotilla world sort of like having to navigate around it. They can't yeah. control it, but they can use it. Yeah. I think. Both of the, I think those two, like, I I like these worlds where so much of fantasy is set around the characters, which is good. But I like worlds where the world itself is a character. And I know that's a cliche thing to say. But the world actually has personality. Yeah. It's interesting. And I love, and I think both of of these worlds really got very different versions of that. Yeah. So yeah, that's what stuck for me. What 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 about you? Uh, reluctant Empire, hundred uh, percent. That's probably the biggest thing. I think the flotilla, uh, having to do like the lockdown thing for the, storms, like the Voltron thing. Yeah, I think that's really cool. I yeah. I enjoy that because I, I enjoy the flotilla just generally. Yeah, I think that's I think that's cool, and I think the lockdown thing because I like the imagery of everyone's on the ship people are having a party or something yeah. all of a sudden there's just like a siren goes off and they're like oh we're about to and then storm- a, bree- a breeze picks up and you're like shit oh no or, or, or they're all just like they keep chatting because they're like oh yeah it's no big deal and then it's passing oh, and then the lockdown breaks like back to normal like all's good yeah. and then that's why i was i like the idea got of it, the, the lockdown that doesn't break and everyone's waiting to go back to the party and then they're like wait what yeah here we are. So, yeah. yeah that's like, very, that's yeah, that's very fun. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what's not for you. Thank you for listening. Good. Bye. Yep, yeah, dog. Eee. <laughs>